Hello and welcome to Abemus Papam, episode 177, Celestine IV. Dear brothers and sisters, Annuncio Vobis. Annuncio Vobis. Annuncio Vobis Gaudium Magnum. Gaudium Magnum. Gaudium Magnum. Abemus Papam. Today's Pope was born Goffredo de Castiglioni, the son of a wealthy Milanese family, which may have had some sort of connection to the papacy, we're not sure. We're not totally sure also about his upbringing, and the first we really hear about him is his appointment as the Chancellor of the Diocese of Milan in 1223. Pope Gregory IX created him the Cardinal Priest of San Marco in Campidoglio on September 18, 1227. Gregory sent Goffredo as a legate to the city of the cities of Lombardy to try and help with his conflict with the Holy Roman Emperor Frederick II. If you remember from last week, Frederick was not only Holy Roman Emperor, but also the King of Sicily, as well as seeking to regain greater control over the Lombard cities in northern Italy. I won't rehash all the ups and downs of the conflict with Gregory IX. Suffice it to say that Goffredo unsuccessfully sought to turn northern Italian towns back to the papal side of the argument. He also worked to combat heresies and to bring about clerical reform in Lombardy with a little bit more of success, but not that much. By 1229, we find Goffredo back in Rome, and it seems like the Pope was disappointed with his work as a legate. From this point on, he isn't entrusted with any more serious tasks, though Gregory did promote him in 1238 to be the Cardinal Bishop of Sabina. Which brings us to Gregory's death and the conclave that elected Goffredo Pope. In 1241, when Gregory died, it turned out that not all the cardinals could come to Rome. Frederick II had captured two of them in a naval battle and held them as prisoners or as bargaining chips in his conflict with the papacy. And now he thought he could use them as ransom to get the pope he wanted elected. Now, in the meantime, the secular authorities in Rome, led by Matteo Rosso Orsini, who we met last week, took the rest of the cardinals and locked them in the ancient ruined palace of Septimus Severus in order to force them to settle the election quickly and not wait and let Frederick get bargaining power. Goffredo apparently got the most votes early on, but couldn't get the required two-thirds majority. The conclave instead elected someone outside the College of Cardinals, but then Orsini told them, no, you have to elect a cardinal. So they went back to the drawing board. Throughout this whole process, the conditions were horrible. The roof leaked, not only water, but the urine of the guard stationed on the roof, and one of the cardinals died from the unsanitary conditions. And it got so bad that in the end, they all decided just to elect Goffredo Pope, partially so they could get out of there without dying themselves. They were dying one by one. And the conclave had lasted 60 days, with the election of Goffredo taking place on October 25th, 1241. Goffredo took the name Celestine IV, but unfortunately for him, his experience in the conclave had taken its toll. As soon as Orsini unlocked the doors, the cardinals fled the papal, to the papal estates at Agnani. And in the meantime, Frederick II had gone to Sicily to try and show that his fight was not against the church, but against Pope Gregory. But the threat of Frederick still loomed. Two days after the election, Celestine got sick, most likely from the horrible conditions of the conclave. He died two weeks later, never having been formally installed as pope. His pontificate is the third shortest in history, lasting only 17 days. Pope Celestine IV was buried in St. Peter's Basilica and was succeeded by another cardinal who went through a brutal conclave, Pope Innocent IV, and we will talk about him next week. Thanks for listening to Albemus Papam. You can check out the rest of the Catholic Bites podcast at catholicbitespodcast.com or you can find us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Thank you and God bless you. <laughs>